Good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to Transparency Therapy. My name is Andrea, and here we talk about mental health and building a relationship with yourself. If it's your first time here, welcome. We are currently on day 11 of Everyday January. I'll be making an episode every day in January, and there is many exciting things to come in the next couple months. I actually just ordered a new microphone. It is currently in a truck somewhere, and I'm super excited about it. I hope you're excited about it because we're about to take things to the next level. (laughs) Also, just stay tuned. I'm going to be kind of popping up on maybe some Instagram, maybe a little website. We're going to see. We'll see what I've been working on. It's a secret for now, but stay tuned because it's going to be awesome, and I'm very excited to share it with all of you. Just cleared my throat, just woke up. Well, I woke up like an hour ago, but I'm feeling pretty exhausted today. I have to work at 3 p.m. It's currently 11.04. Just made some toast, a little peanut butter, a little jam on top of the peanut butter, a little bit of coffee, a little bit of cane sugar, a little bit of cashew milk. It's pretty good. Didn't finish my coffee yet, though. (laughs) I also had some tomatoes, because I really like tomatoes. I was going to add blueberries as well, but I just thought, tomatoes are enough right now. (laughs) All right. Moving on from me just explaining what I had for breakfast. Oh, what are we going to talk about today? So I have a few ideas. And I was inspired by a conversation I had recently about feeling shame or kind of not being able to move forward because you're punishing yourself. So let's, let's talk about that. And shame. Oh, I hate that. I hate the word shame, and I hate feeling shame, and I don't think it's actually a very useful emotion. I think, I think shame is actually a kind of protecting mechanism, and you feel shame And it almost becomes an excuse for not actually facing your problems. And just the feeling of shame seems to kind of mask working through things. And it also is an excuse to not live your life and not think you're deserving of love, of success in your career, of friendships, of feeling confident in your work, in your life, in everything. I, this one really hits home for me. And it 
took a long time for me to talk about the things that I feel shame for. And it it's very it seems when you talk about things that make you feel shame, there's embarrassment, there's maybe guilt. And and I think the biggest thing is that you think no one else would have done such a horrible thing like you did. So how can you share this with somebody who right now might respect you and then if you share that with them, they're going to see you in a completely different light. You definitely don't have to share things you don't want to with other people. But I do recommend finding one person, be it a friend or a professional, to express stories that you have buried deep, 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 that you don't even remember they're there right now, that are still bothering you. And when you have an anxiety attack, I can assure you that shame that you're feeling still from elementary school is in that little mix of pressure in your chest. And I cannot express how much relief I felt after I told stories that I thought weren't bothering me. And not just shameful stories, but embarrassing stories. (laughs) And I was holding on to these stories and I'm not sure why but after talking about it there's 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 a piece of you that stays with each of those stories unless you work through it and you're kind of leaving a piece of you behind that's not able to get forward and not able to move on and that's kind of preventing you from getting to where you want to be I I remember one of my therapy sessions, I talked about a story that happened in like grade seven and it, it was like an embarrassing story and I, I uh, was giving a speech and people thought my topic was embarrassing or <clears throat> they didn't understand why I chose that person to talk about, we were supposed to talk about a famous person. And I was holding on to that. It was so embarrassing. But why was it embarrassing? And that's what I worked through with my therapist. It's what what makes you feel embarrassed? Are you actually ashamed of what you're doing? Or is it other people's expectations of you? Or do you actually think what you're doing is wrong? Or do the others just not understand what you are doing? If it's an embarrassing thing, like, okay, they're, you know, I'm a, I'm a girl. And there were multiple times where I was on my period and it leaked through my pants. Now that's an embarrassing story, but I, I actually never felt shame with that because I knew it was kind of my 
body and I couldn't really control that and that just happens. <laughs> but when it was a decision that I made consciously and then people reacted in a way that were either laughing at me or didn't really get what I was doing, that's when I started to feel, I guess, anxious. I didn't know that that's what that feeling was. But <clears throat> that's when you start mixing other people into the mix, you start to understand how strong your values really are or how strong your, how insecure you really are. Because it shouldn't matter if someone laughs at your idea because if you understand your idea and if it is important to you, it really doesn't matter what others think of it. But I more want to talk about feelings of shame that are a bit more intense than embarrassing stories in high school. And I, I talked about it a bit um, was it in the Hi, I'm Lonely episode? It might have been. And I mentioned how I would, you know, go on dating sites and talk to a lot of people at once. And I just needed that validation. And I, I mean, I, I won't go into specific details about specific stories, but There's things that have happened and that I have conscious, well, consciously in quotes because we do crazy things when we are not in touch with, our with, in touch with ourselves. And I have done things that I didn't think I was capable of. And I've gone, I've met up with people that I had no interest in being with or I I crossed boundaries that shouldn't have been crossed. I let people cross my boundaries. When I look back now, I th I think how could that ever happen? That's not really me. What what made that happen? And initially I would just feel shame and I would just feel like horrible. And I just held on to that feeling for a very long time. And instead of working through it, I would just be creating more stories because I was still in so much pain from the old stories. It was only when I started to love myself and accept that, okay, these were my coping mechanisms at this time. And that's the only thing I knew how to do in that moment. I, my brain and my body didn't understand how to deal with the state of survival and panic I was in. And I look back and I was in an extreme state of anxiety constantly and I didn't even know. <laughs> and the people around me didn't know. But I 
I was constantly um, feeling like I couldn't breathe, to be honest. I, I felt this pr such a strong pressure in my chest and it would only slightly go away either if I was like binge eating or if I was getting attention from somebody and that would it would go away for a second but if if that was taken away then I would go even worse in a state of anxiety than I was before and I I missed that for a long time. I didn't know that's what was happening. And it was so hard to talk about. It was so hard to accept. And I remember like lying down in bed saying, how will ever, how will anyone ever respect me or love me? I am nothing. I am a joke. The things that I have done, and I'm making it seem like I've done horrible things, but I'm not exactly ready to share all my personal stories with you guys. But if any of this rings true, you can probably understand a bit what I mean. And it's not necessarily the doing of something, but it's this, this feeling of needing someone or going out of my way to get something that I didn't even want when really I was just calling for help. But I wasn't getting any help from myself. So it took a long time of just acknowledging things that have happened, things that I have done. I, I put a lot of blame on myself. I put a lot of pressure. I called myself mean names. But eventually, I started to understand that I can forgive myself and that it wasn't really me in those moments. I was really not okay. And when you're not okay, the coping mechanisms that you choose are unhealthy. And I'm not saying that no one should be accountable for their actions. I mean, I'm accountable and I think I have worked through it but I was not in a right mindset if I were to do those actions right now how I am right now when I am mentally stable one I don't think I could two I mean I would be accountable because I, I'm in a, a right state of mind but I wasn't those other times it wasn't Andrea making those decisions. It was, I don't know, my ego. It was, um, I didn't even know that there was kind of two sides of me. And I disconnected with really who I was as a person. And I didn't even know there was me as a person. 
I was constantly kind of dissociating and pretending that what my life wasn't real until it became a point where I um, kind of started to feel like I was losing touch with reality. And that's really scary. But it was because I was so shocked at at kind of, maybe shocked isn't the right word, but I was so sad and hurting and the thing that was kind of helping was also the thing that was hurting me and I just didn't want to be in my, I just didn't want to be in my skin anymore and I didn't know how to make decisions that actually helped me and in all of this, like when I was in this state of super anxiety, I would get these moments where I'm like, oh, I'm going to make healthy choices for myself. And then while still being in a state of anxiety and stress and not actually dealing with any problems, I would go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go to the gym five times a week for an hour and that's going to solve all my problems. Or, oh, I'm just going to like measure out all my food properly and that's going to solve all my problems. Because that's what people say, right? Like, oh, if start making healthy changes for yourself and then it will all fall together. But that just made really everything worse. And then I was not dealing with my problems. And then I was failing at going to the gym or failing at making these meals. And when really I, I needed to listen to myself. And it's so hard when someone says, just listen to yourself. Like, do you kind of want to punch me in the face because I said that? Because you're like, well, I'm trying to listen to myself and it's not working. I get it. I really do. And I am far from my journey being over in mental health. And it has not been easy I have broken down many times saying, I just want this to be over. And when I say this, I mean feeling like this. I, I'm like, I'm working so hard, but the progress is so slow. Why can't I just flick a switch and be like, okay, this is done. I, I understand now. And now I could just live in peace. And I, I would, I, I get so angry sometimes because I'm like, I am working hard and I am trying and I want to be able to just be. <laughs> and that's a really just shitty feeling. Especially when you're putting in the work. Because sometimes there's going to be months when you might not feel like you're making any progress. But I promise you that you are, even if you don't see it yet. Because every time you choose to just try and listen and just be conscious of your decisions, even if you're still making all the bad decisions, just be conscious that you are. And... I was very, very hard on myself when I started to pay attention and I, and 
the thing is, things might get worse before they get better. And because when you start to become aware, then you start to kind of hating yourself in a way because you're like, oh my God, this is why I'm doing all this. And then you become critical and you're like, oh my God, everything's a lie. (laughs) And then you think, oh my God, everyone around me is a lie. Who is even real? What is anything? And then there might be some existential crisis going on and it's a big mess. But it's, it's when you start kind of starting to understand your coping mechanisms or really feeling vulnerable and raw and that's kind of a dangerous time because you might start, instead of embracing yourself and being like, wow, okay, I'm happy that we're working on this now. You might say, oh my God, how could you be such a horrible person and use these coping mechanisms and not listen to yourself and what are you doing and la la la. And that might happen. And I did that a lot. I was very mean to myself and put a lot of pressure on myself and we could be, you could be so mean to yourself if you want to be. I was mean to myself. But a lot of that has gotten better. And the dialogue that I've been able to establish with myself is no longer self-hating and it has slowly become more self-loving and instead of being critical of the decisions that I make I'm just aware of them and I say okay this is interesting what's happening here and if I start to fall back into some old patterns I say oh hello old patterns (laughs) I don't want to be back here What's going on here? What What is happening in my life today that is causing me to react this way? Or causing me to feel anxious? Or causing me to care too much about what other people are thinking? Or not thinking? Or me assuming what they're thinking? And it's, it's just kind of to be able to say hi to your ego. <laughs> and to be able to say hi to even... The worst decisions that you've made, just say hi to them and say, okay, this is this happened. And that's okay. And I think I prevented myself from succeeding in anything because of feelings of shame and upset about my my mental state or my decision-making, my coping mechanisms, and I thought that I didn't deserve love at all. I thought there's no one that will ever love me if they really know who I am. I really, truly believed that. And I always thought, oh, someone's going to like me, and it's going to start out really great, but then they're going to understand the real me. 
and they're going to leave. Again, thinking that I'm a fraud, <laughs> imposter syndrome. It's probably the most common thing. And not only with love, but I realized I was preventing myself from expressing myself artistically or professionally. It really affected every aspect of my life. And it's only from me forgiving myself and deciding to love myself and build a relationship with myself that I've been able to start these amazing projects. For example, this podcast. And I mean, it's something that I've decided to do that I enjoy. And I want everyone to be able to just do anything that they enjoy and not feel like they can't do it for whatever reason. I was looking at, you know, YouTubers and podcasters and just people that have started businesses and started things. And I'm always like, I could do that. And then I just realized the only difference between them and me is that they decided to just start doing it. They're not way better than me. They just had enough confidence in themselves to just do it. So if there's something that you want to do, just do it. Another person that said something similar was uh, Candace Poole. She's the wife of uh, Casey Neistat, a very popular YouTuber. But uh, Candace Poole, she makes jewelry. And I was listening to an interview with her once. And they were asking, like, oh, how did she start making jewelry? And what does she say to people who think that they want to start making jewelry? And she said, if you want to make jewelry, just make jewelry. And... I was like, oh my god, it's true. If you want to do a project, just literally do the project. It's that simple. It can also be a little tricky. <laughs> there, There's more to it than just making jewelry or just doing something. But that's, I think, the the, the core message. is You can do it if you want to do it. And just deciding to commit to it is literally the biggest, most important step. And that's why some people that are maybe less talented than other people will succeed because they have the drive to do it versus someone who might be extremely talented but are trapped in this idea that they can't succeed or that they shouldn't succeed or that they're, they shouldn't be allowed to do anything. Our mind is our biggest barrier and once we kind of break the code and can start talking to ourselves, our mind becomes less scary. I'm going to leave it at that today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. 
If you have any suggestions or comments or anything you'd like to see, any interviews you'd like to hear, please email me at transparencytherapy at gmail.com. Stay tuned for some very excited changes happening. I will keep you posted. Have a great rest of the day.